because it's just so important as we talk about the power of the Holy Spirit. There are some definite things that God wants us to recognize and know. Uh, in this series, I don't believe this is any series has just been given to us at... It's not like other series. Uh, this is to be a pathway, a strength, a, a power flow for us during this, during this season especially. Because the Holy Spirit is always sent to lead you out of hard places. Know that. Holy Spirit is always, always sent to uh, lead you out of hard places. The reason it's so important is because I woke up this morning and God, and the, God gave me about 30 little statements about the Holy Spirit. And now my wife has lost them. She's, she has lost the voice of God. Can you all believe that? <laughs> it's okay, darling. I don't know. I know it, but that was the whole whole list over here on the side. Okay, thank you, thank you, my darling. You never do anything wrong, darling. I wouldn't. I would not want to. <laughs> I, I would not want to insinuate that in any kind of way, darling. <laughs> you, you're still perfect, as I've been telling you are all the time. <laughs> uh, but uh, but we want to uniquely uh, share a little bit about the Holy Spirit today, and I believe that's why the enemy has kind of fought us so hard as he has to be able to just share it today. Uh, one thing, I want to bring some simple, simple illustrations before you. Then we're going to close service today with Elaine has such a powerful testimony about the Holy Spirit speaking to you. We're talking about the breath of God. We're talking about the Holy Spirit being the wind of God. Uh, if you would go ahead and open up there to Acts chapter 2, if you would, with me back there. It's so important that we, that we realize Scripture has told us so much. Now, now, we have to realize now, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, in your Bible, is Jesus living the life as an example of the life that we're to live through the power of the Holy Spirit. He was not living, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, as, as God. You know that. He laid aside those characteristics. And when he came to earth, oh, Inga, see my shirt? I got up this morning and my thoughts were on my son. And, and when I went in there, I said, Lord, I, this is, I know this was Brett's on earth. It was his last line, kind of expression of what God was doing in his life. And so it was with great honor that I wear in recognition of Brett. We all love Brett so much, don't we? We love him so much. And so this morning I said, Lord, i got to put on my Brett shirt because he's just really on my heart and really on, on my mind. But we have to understand that the Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John was expressions of the life that you and I are expected as our example to live. Because Jesus laid aside His godly characteristics. He did when He came to earth, the Bible tells us. But He took on Himself, the Bible says, the form of a servant. So the life that He lived... In Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, was the form, was the life of a servant. And you and I are God's servants. So, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, it's the way that God gives us as the example, the way we handle life on a higher level. Now, uh, I don't know how many of you, that they, they've got cars now where it's not as near as like it used to be, but used to some of the older cars, especially the automatic transmissions. It was very easy for me a lot of times. I'd be driving along, all of a sudden I'd hear the motor grinding. And immediately when I grind, I said, boy, I looked down, and sure enough, I was in the wrong gear. You know what I'm saying? 
You, you used to with those automatic transmissions, harder now, but used to when we get into those cars, man, you put it, you think you're putting it in drive and you put it in drive one. You know, and then all of a sudden, man, you're trying to get up speed and it won't let you. Well, the, the Lord spoke to my heart that that's the way we all are living life a lot. We're living far lower, far lower level of life than what is available to us. Because there is a D somewhere on that gear shift. There is a D. And if I can get that, if I can get my gear shift in the D, in the drive, hey, I got passing gear, I've got a whole thing. And I won't be grinding in the process. But a lot of our life is in the process of just grinding away. And it's, it's simply because that we're living far below, the center, far below the center. So Jesus has lived for us. That's why Jesus went through the situations He did. That's why He dealt with all different kinds of circumstances in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John as our example, the way I could believe God to deal with them in my life. Because Jesus lived... Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, the Gospels of Christ, he, the writing in red, he lived, he lived that through simply a man being filled with the Holy Spirit. That's why he had a mama. That's why her name was Mary. That's because he did not come to exi- exist when he was born as a baby, because Jesus has existed beyond time. You understand? So, but what he did was, he came as a man, as a servant, filled with the Spirit of God, teaching us how that we could live life if we could just find that D on that gear ship. If I can find that D and get out of that level one and level two driving, and if I can get in that D drive, then I can live life the way God intended me to live. And will bring much glory to God. So that's just real, real important to know that the Lord is, is called me. So then God gave me the book of Acts. Somebody, how many of you are thankful for the book of Acts? It's Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Acts is the way it's in your New Testament. The book of Acts, and what it is, is the first actions of really a person living underneath that power. And when the book of Acts, Jesus is back in heaven, and the book of Acts are really the actions of you and I. It's the way we're to act, or it's the actions of the early disciples. It was the first believers, the way they lived, because Jesus had taught them they can live that same life He lived if they were filled with the Holy Spirit. So what happened is, the book of Acts begins with the infilling of the Holy Spirit. And then so the book of Acts shows me not only did Jesus teach it and share it and live it, now because of the book of Acts, I can live it, I can share it, and I can teach it. Tremendous, amen? It's just so powerful what it is. Now it begins there. With Acts chapter 2 is one of the good places we've been jumping off. It says, Acts chapter 2, verse 2, it says, And suddenly there came from heaven a sound like a mighty rushing wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. Now in the Hebrew and in the Greek both, the word wind, the word breath, and the word spirit are the same words. In fact, when you see the word spirit in your Bible, in the Old Testament it's the Hebrew word ruah, in the New Testament, it's the Greek word pneuma. So when you see the word spirit, you can also put the word breath. You can also put the word wind. So one way to look at the Spirit of God living in you is to realize it's God's breath in me. 
God breathed in me the very breath of life. And God causes me to live. Now, the Bible says that happened in Genesis chapter 2 and 3, that God breathed into Adam the breath of life. He formed Adam from the dust of the earth. And then Adam became a living soul. Now, for something to become, it has to be something before. So, Adam, what was the way for? That his source for life, Adam's source for life, was a natural source. But now, all of a sudden, his source for life was spiritual source. Because God's breath, God put his breath, put his spirit, remember, spirit, word, spirit, breath, wind, all, same word. God took His wind that was in Him, His breath that was in Him, God took that and breathed it into Adam. And then Adam became a living or life-giving spirit. And one rendering that doesn't do harm to that in the Hebrew, Adam became a speaking spirit or his spirit came alive. And now the job that God had given him was to tend the garden. And the job that God had given him, not only to tend the garden, but to protect his wife and to care on life, he was able to handle it. Because of the reason he had a supernatural source now, and it wasn't just a natural source. Now, somebody says, oh, no, he just, that means he lived. Well, that's not what it means, because God told him that when he sinned, he would die. And how many know he didn't die physically when he sinned? He just went back to living off of a natural source and he gave up that supernatural source. And then Jesus, when he spoke to his disciples, same God-like figure, said, I breathe upon you. God's just what Jesus said. And he said, receive the Holy Spirit. So now you and I have the opportunity of living life not from a natural source, but from a supernatural source of the Holy Spirit. And we're well able to do the job. Just like Adam was well able, fixed, he was well able to handle whatever God wanted him to do. God put one man to tend a whole huge garden, <laughs> paradise, but Adam could handle it because his source, since God breathed into him, his source was supernatural. His source was no more natural. I've got a question. Why in the world would we live life from just a mere natural source when we have the opportunity to find drive on that gear shift and live life in accordance with a supernatural source of the Holy Spirit? Amen. Whew. Boy, the other day when Brother Lester and I was talking about Patsy, man, it was readily detectable that I was talking to somebody that had a supernatural source. Because if I was talking to somebody that had a natural source, they'd say, oh, well, we, 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 things are bad and we're just going to give up on it. I mean, I mean, the doctor's reports, the end report, and so we can't do that. 
But, but that would have been talking to a person who has a natural source. But how many of you are thankful that I was talking to a guy that had a supernatural source that knew that God had power and doctors, I love doctors, I appreciate we're all working toward the same thing, but they don't have the end say. God's got the end say for the glory of God. Amen? So it's just so powerful. So let me mention this. First thing, the Holy Spirit, though, we have to know, that He's unseen. And you can't see Him. The Bible says that's the very reason the world cannot accept the Holy Spirit. That's what Jesus said. They said because He's unseen, what Jesus said, because He's unseen, then the world doesn't know Him. And they can't know Him. But you and I are different. We can believe in things that we don't see. Because the basis of life for us is not what we see. The basis of life for us is what we believe. And because we believe there's a supernatural eyesight that's able to be open to us, which gives us the ability to receive that sweet breath of God. And that breath of God is able to speak to us, is able to move us, is able to draw us, is able to lead us. Because sometimes that breath is words that God speaks to me. But sometimes it's wind that's gently blowing me, moving me causing me to yield. Lane, let's close with testimony tonight. Praise the Lord.